0: I will tell you that I'm really bad about talking about myself. I had to write a bio recently for a publication. And I was like, I asked my team to write it. Because I'm like, I don't know how to write my own bio. Because I'll be like, <laughs> hey, my team is awesome. Um, so that's a like a really loaded question. I think that I try not to sound very braggy.
1: Gotcha. Okay, so like... Got you. Let well, I me mean, then. Let me simplify it. Then, um, where are you from? Like, where were you born?
0: I was born in Rutherglen Virginia. Um, I've almost all my life, I lived in Florida for about eleven years, um, which was probably mm-hmm. the best thing that I ever did because that's where I um, experienced being an entrepreneur for the first time on complete accident. Uh, And since then, I've worked two jobs. And that's just not me. So um, people from this little small town that I'm from aren't very entrepreneurial. Um, So I'm excited about the empire that I've built and grateful for my time in Florida. Um, that me gotcha. had to be an entrepreneur
1: uh, so you went from you said from Virginia to Florida or you grew up in Florida no
0: I grew up in Virginia I was 21 when I moved to Florida okay and I was there for 11 years before I moved back. Gotcha. I'm old. I know I don't look
1: old, but I'm old. <laughs> I guess that that's also the other reason why I feel like it's, it's important to talk to um, a lot of people that don't get highlighted or even people that, um, yeah, people that don't necessarily get highlighted because for all you know, your next door neighbor could be a millionaire or a billionaire. And there's a lot of people out there and we just don't know of them. And sometimes it's not always monetary. That's important, but just seeing like what people value. And like you said, being able to come up from like having little to having a little bit more and then you're able to value that and not just be like oh, okay yeah that sucked back then but now I'm, I'm good I'm good I'm never going back it's like no it, maybe it wasn't the best maybe it was but hey I, I remember where I came from Yeah, I agree completely cool is this, is this better am I coming through better you're good.
0: definitely not pixelated anymore
1: okay, you look a cool. little funny for a while <laughs> I'll have to see it on the replay but the uh yeah the one thing I, I was trying to do over here is mess around with this um, microphone because it's worked out pretty well, but one thing that I've noticed is that when I plug it in, if I don't have control of the system, it won't, like, I won't be able to hear you. And um, then I, like, it wants to be both a microphone and uh, headphones at the same time. So I'm just gonna leave it like this and I'll figure it out a little bit later. Okay,
0: I wouldn't know any different. <laughs> I told you, always- I've never done this before, anyways. I gotcha. Even if my son FaceTimes me, he lives in Texas. He's in the military. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You Yeah. Okay, thank you. Sorry, my agents. Y'all want to no, say no. hi? Hello. His name is Hello. Asher. That's Elizabeth and Tanya. Hi. Hey guys. Oh, Mila. Oh, Mila. oh, Mila. Mila,
1: come
0: here. Mila, you want to say hi?
1: It's a pretty nice office.
0: Hi, Mila. She's actually the boss, Mila. She's the boss.
1: We all work for the club. Gotcha.
0: If I did this on my phone, I would tour the office, and you can see gotcha. we have a pretty cool space. I did. It's like the whole back of it looks like a warehouse. Mm-hmm. It's all exposed.
1: It's pretty cool. Gotcha. So, do you guys like carry merchandise out of there, or how does that work out?
0: We no. don't even need. I mean, essentially, we don't need to have an office. So there was this time a couple years ago that my CPA said, you need more write-offs. You need more write-offs. You need more write-offs. Yeah. And so our first office um, was really scary to sign a lease. And I was like, you know, telling some of my people, I'm like, there's a time that I couldn't afford to pay this amount and rent for a house that I lived in. Right, um, right. How am I gonna sign this lease for like a second space that we don't have to have? Right. Um, but it's a leap of faith, everything's a leap of faith. Um, so no, we don't, we're hardly ever here except for Tanya. She's my, um, she's got a big long fancy title. What's your title? <laughs> Director of Marketing and Public Relations. Yeah. Um, because one day we're going to be huge. So yeah. give her a worthy title. Gotcha. Um, Tanya's here. The rest of us, we're kind of everywhere. Um, I mean, we can't make money sitting here. <laughs> so we do mainly worksite benefits. So we go to businesses mm-hmm. and we offer benefits to their employees. Okay. So. We're never in the office. This is just a that's, hangout spot. That's
1: a pretty cool hangout spot. A
0: place to hang our plaques and hold meetings.
1: That's yeah. I like that. So is it just the three of you guys? or
0: No. So Damon and Jabari will probably roll in here in a little while. On Friday afternoons, I have my staff meeting, team meeting. We call it our fam meeting. Yeah, they are a family, but it's Friday afternoon meeting. Right, so just call it the. Ah,
1: uh, got it, got it. Super cute, right? Yeah, nice. Right. So, so on how? Friday, did, I just like, go, okay, gotcha. How How long did it take you to? I know you said you you like started your business and then to where you were doing it out of your kitchen and now you have like two office spaces. Like, how? What period of time was that? Or can you walk me through that that process like a little did, bit?
0: I got into the business in October of 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been in a really bad accident in 2012. Um, This accident, I was working just a regular job, but I was driving home on a Wednesday afternoon, bright, sunny, beautiful Wednesday afternoon, and um, a deputy ran a stop sign and drove into my driver's side. Um, I did not have supplemental health benefits. I had government employee, major medical. I thought I was set. I didn't need anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, The out-of-pocket medical expenses over the course of a year and a half was over $38,000. Dollars um, oh, wow. destroyed my credit, caused a divorce. I mean, it was pretty much what I felt like was the ugliest time in my life. Right. Um, I definitely didn't come from a lot, but I've always worked really hard to provide a better life for my kids. Um, right. So this was a hard—I mean, a hard time. So um, when I left my husband and had to find a place to live. I've got this little scary shack, as I call it, that 800 square feet I was telling you um, was pretty small. Um, But finally, I got a settlement. I was doing mortgage foreclosures at the time. Remember, I told you I ran a business in Florida. When I came back, um, I had to work just a job. Um, And I hated what I was doing. It was miserable. I mean, I hate telling people, you know, I'm sorry you're dying, but if you don't make your mortgage payment, I'm going to take the house from you. It's Mm -hmm. like no fun. So when I got my settlement, um, it gave me kind of the financial freedom to walk away from my job and go find something else that, you know, I could feel like I was serving a purpose um, never had I imagined myself as an insurance agent. I mean, when you see insurance agents, they don't look like me. I mean, I'm covered in tattoos. I'm just like, you know, a regular person. Um, yeah. But, in, you know, insurance people are in suits and they're just not me, right? Yeah. <laughs> so when- I got this email to go interview for Aflac. I knew what Aflac was and right. then had I had it, I probably wouldn't have gone through what I went through. So I went to the interview and I decided I needed to do this because I needed to make sure that nobody that I knew ever went through what I went through. Right. So I got in the business October 2014. Um, It was six weeks left of the year. In that six weeks, I think I broke every record for a new agent ever. Um, And carried that into 2015. The fourth quarter, 2015, I was promoted. At that time, Elizabeth, the blonde that you saw, um, kind of been partnered with me just to teach her the way. Um, And her loyalty is definitely um, never wavered. (laughs) So we kind of started this together, I would say, and um, we got I got promoted. Um, we have went through a lot of agents over the years. I mean, people just aren't cut for being an entrepreneur. It has nothing to do with insurance. It has everything to do with you got to get up and go work to make a paycheck, um, right. like really work. So over the years, we've kind of kept a couple people that you know just fit the mold. Um, In 2016, in February 2016, we rented the first office space. Um, And then February of this year, our construction for our new office was completed. Um, On the ATHLOC side of things, I probably have 30 agents that report to me. Um, Over the summer, we were all kind of feeling, well, my core group, um, we were feeling a little frustrated with, um, we'd lost some customers to other carriers. And we just got to a point where we didn't want to be a carrier rep anymore. We wanted to be a rep for our people. So we expanded our offerings. We could keep our clients and then just provide them whatever was best for them um that transition has been a transition the implementation phase was def is definitely longer than we anticipated so we've spent a lot more time learning and um i mean building a website and all these things kind of just happened overnight um so that's where we are today
1: That's a great story. And what what's the difference between you said supplemental insurance versus like federal insurance?
0: So major medical insurance, like your United Healthcare, you know, whatever pays the doctors and hospitals. Yeah. Um, there's gaps in those coverages when something catastrophic especially happens. Um, right. People don't realize that you know there's so much out of pocket expense. They think just copays and deductibles, but right, there right. are. I was on nerve. Medication that cost over $400 a month that wasn't even covered by my insurance, and I had to take it. Um, There's also, you know, fine print that says, you know, the annual max is this amount for this kind of service and all of these things. Um, And there's like network and out of network. So all of those things, you know, the major medical is only paying the doctors and hospitals. You got to pay the difference. And if you don't have a supplemental benefit that pays cash directly to you, um, it can cause some serious financial devastation.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, that, that sounds pretty. That sounds pretty serious. But I mean, that that also makes sense because, like, like you said, you weren't expecting a true. I guess you said a, a deputy of all people to run through a stop sign and just T-bone you on your side of the car. Is like you didn't have anything to do with that. And I guess. For me personally, I've had kind of like my drawbacks with insurance in the past because I know you, you have to do it because in some cases it's mandatory, but a lot of times I felt like since I didn't really understand it, I was like, well, I'm, I'm healthy. Like why am I paying for something that might never happen? And it's so, like, and
0: that's, that's the other difference between major medical and supplemental benefits. I can tell you being, I was insured when I was in that car accident. And when I left that job and, um, was on my own I didn't I would have had to get major medical on my own so I didn't have it for four years And when you self-pay, a lot of times you're in a better position than somebody that has insurance because they're negotiating with you and putting you on payment plans. But whether you have insurance, major medical insurance or not, supplemental benefits are important because at the end of the day, we all work to make money to pay bills. We got to make sure that we can feed our kids and pay the house payment and keep the lights on and supplemental benefits give you the cash to spend however you need to. So whether it's to pay bills or absorb medical expenses, I mean, that's why we do what we do. So it's very fulfilling what we do and even more so now because we're not a rep for Aflac and that's it. Um, It's we're a rep for our people and we can put them with the plans that were best for them.
1: Okay. And with with that, do you... um... I just want to make sure I'm understanding you, right? So does a major medical insurance go hand in hand with something like an HSA plan, like a health savings account plan where you can roll over money and use that money for like specifically So, so it is, annual.
0: So like an HSA has annual caps of like $2,700 for a family. Right. Like $2,700 when you have a $6,000 family deductible doesn't touch that. You know what I mean? Right. So... I mean even HSAs FSAs they're great but they're not going to help you know my customer who's on you know year 4 of her cancer treatment and her cancer policy has paid her cash over $500,000. Mm. So FSAs and HSAs are great but they right. still don't close to the amount of dollars that a supplemental benefit pays
1: in the event right. of these catastrophic situations. Gotcha. Wow. That's That's a great point. I feel like I've learned more about insurance within the last year than I've ever known before because like you just tell me this, I'm sitting there thinking, I may need to call you up afterwards and sign (laughs) up for it. And I was talking with a friend, I think either last year, yeah, last year looking into life insurance as it relates to being able to set up like a family bank in a way that you could contribute to it like a savings account. And then it would actually grow more than like a tenth of a percent than what you get in a standard um, savings account now i think when i was eight, maybe in like middle school like i was probably like early 2000s like 2001 2002 like you would learn about money and it's like oh you put it in the savings account and it's supposed to like grow you five percent or something you're like oh wow and then 3%. i grow up right i grow up like 2007 i think by that point i just got to the point where i could have my own bank account with wachovia at the time now wells fargo and um i go in there and i put set up like a checking account it's like do you want a savings account? sure and then I start watching it because I'm getting ready to go to college and I'm like I gotta save up because nobody's gonna help me get to college like the federal government might help me with the stipend or I might get like the hope scholarship is what we've got in Georgia to like support you but I just kept looking at that savings account and it's like I haven't done anything with it until maybe present day to where I'm actually looking into like okay how do you invest how do you do this and like when I go in there they ask me these silly questions like oh would you like to like upgrade your savings account or do this with it? I'm like, did you just tell me that with a... Like a straight face, like with all the information we know right now, you think I'm going to come here and just open the savings account for what? So that you can take my money and just lend it out to whoever you want to lend it to, get like a 12 to 20% return on it. I don't see any of that return. And then you're just going to sit there and smile in my face and just be like, Oh, would you like to set up an account? I'm like, I'm not mad at you. I know you're doing your job, but you guys need to figure that out or all of you are going to go out of business because you have up and coming. Did you
0: get a whole life policy from the person?
1: not yet I need to do that you need
0: to hurry up and do that yeah the growth on that especially if you get a dividend-based whole life policy um like we do mass mutual uh is
1: that something you do Mm -hmm. okay I I definitely need to talk with you offline you
0: can get 12 percent return I mean like the interest on those things the dividends is crazy and the growth is insane um it's definitely the best place to put your money if you're trying to take a certain dollar amount every month and put it somewhere. Right. A whole life policy that builds cash value is where it's at. Gotcha. Wow. And you're still a baby, so yeah. definitely need to get one now. Right. Because if you look at there's, we do this one policy that's called the ten pay. So you only pay for it for ten years. Yeah. The, the dividends continue to pay forever, and the cash value that grows on those things. I mean, you could buy a policy that's face value $250 and in X number of years, you've got a million dollars right. of cash. That, right. I mean, that's pretty insane.
1: Gotcha. And I mean, in both of those cases, is that something that the other thing that's always been like a hindrance to kind of invest is that, okay, if you want to invest whether it's ten percent or twenty percent of what you make, um like a lot of times with like a four one k or like an i r a there's limitations to it where you can't touch that money until you're like, yeah 65.
0: and you right, and you have penalties, and you don't first of all, these pay higher. You get a higher return in those right. life policies than you do on a 401k or an IRA, right. um, and there's no penalties. Um, gotcha, it is on an IRA in a 401k.
1: Gotcha, it sounds like I need to get this policy and the other one. Can you repeat them again one more time just so that I get it? And then whoever <laughs> oh listens to this later will just get it. And they're like, Okay, I need to go and meet with such and such person, call up Tammy figure out what to do and then go from there. So
0: the supplemental side is like accident, cancer, and critical care. Like those are the those are the major catastrophes that can ruin anybody. Right. Um and then a whole life insurance policy through a mutual company like Mass Mutual that pays dividends.
1: Mm, those are the got things it. got it. And I'm so glad I got got a chance to talk with you today. I'm pretty Money sure 20- that's
0: not what we were supposed to talk about, but
1: I'm no. What, what were we, we supposed to talk about? I don't know. <laughs> well, mean, I, mean, I, that,
0: that's, I don't even remember what the post was. Right? It was something about I don't know. I think I brought up gratitude. gratitude oh, got you. What post was?
1: So I mean, um, how how do you view gratitude then? I mean,
0: gratitude is everything. We what? wouldn't have any of this if it wasn't yeah. gratitude. I mean, gotcha. I wouldn't have any of this if it wasn't for my gratitude for my people. We wouldn't have the size business that we built if it wasn't for our gratitude for our customers. I mean, we've built this entire empire, as we like to call it, off right. of pearls, um, which is, you know, you wouldn't get them if, if people didn't know that you appreciated them. And, you know, you obviously good service, but right. I mean, gratitude right. is, is definitely everything. I mean, we're we're the handwritten cards type gratitude.
1: I like that, and I mean, has that always been something that you've experienced in your life by being grateful and practicing gratitude? I mean, or is that something new? To you.
0: No, because I mean you've gotta be grateful for everything. You've got you've even gotta be grateful and my team will probably tell you that, you know, this is what I preach all the time, but you've even gotta be grateful for the obstacles because you know, that accident, if that accident that I felt like at that time, you know, was ruining my life, if that hadn't happened, I wouldn't be exactly where I am right now talking to you. Right. Um, so you've gotta be grateful for everything, good, bad and indifferent um, just because, I mean, first of all, somebody has it worse. Yeah. Um, and, you know, everything that you get to experience in life is a blessing. So you have to be grateful. Got
1: it. Makes perfect sense. And I I, I subscribe to that um, thought process 100% because just this year doing a lot of um, self-assessing, journaling, um, just reflecting, but then also writing down what I'm reflecting on and then taking actions toward things that I want to get better at or actually achieve. It's like, okay, like I'm grateful that I went through, say, like, like a storm of depression or just like a period where the whole world felt like it was just going to fall apart. And then just to be on a call and just be like, okay, like it's cloudy out, but I'm not going to let the weather or the environment dictate my mood. I'm going to go intentionally and just jump in the car. Even if like the audio might be off or whatnot, it's like, no, I'm going to jump in the car because I know I want to be in Atlanta by like five, but if I can be on the road earlier and even get there and just go explore, just like be in motion, because I know that if I pay attention to what the weather is doing and I start to get down or get around people or listen to something that's like low like you turn into like the emo teenager in high school where it's just like you're all like I never did that but it's like you kind of go back to that mindset where it's like okay what music was I listening to and why and it's just like I never thought about it back then but it's that like you kind of become a reflection of your own environment but then getting around people like yourself and Breeze University is like oh like this energy is Contagious and especially when you stay in it, like as things go from bad to worse or from good to great, like staying in that environment where other people are going through their stuff, like you pick people up when they're down, and then when you're down and you think you're about to check out, like people just kind of come up out of the woodworks and they're like, Hey, what's up? Like, what's going on? You're not being yourself. Like, um, I was just talking to a friend of mine yesterday and he's just like, What's up? Happy because my name is Asher and it means happy. That's literally the definition of it. It's like, like you're kind of being a liar to yourself if you're not being happy because that that's literally what you're called and it's like oh yeah it's kind of weird to be a depressed happy person that's like an oxymoron mm-hmm. so it's like okay yeah i, I got to have got to fix that and yeah it's just like you said gratitude it just seems like it, it's everything and um i'm grateful to a friend that put me on the uh, the panda planner have you ever heard of that i think i might have it here on me but essentially it's like it's a uh, weekly monthly and daily journal where it's like essentially here's what a day looks like i don't know if you can see that but up here every day it has you write down three things you're grateful for i need a panda I'll see if I can send you one or I'll send you one of these codes where you can get it for free. But if you just go like pandaplanner.com, it like every morning it encourages you to write three things you're grateful for, three things you're excited about. You write out an affirmation, a focus, an exercise, the day's priorities. And then on the next page, you have like a, uh, like a schedule period from like 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. You can list out your tasks to like check them off if you want. Did and you at the end I of it, you, yeah, you got it. Look at you right on it. I
0: don't play. <laughs> My people tell you I don't play. um, I mean, I'm all about, you know, I do like a gratitude journal. I like this because this is like a
1: structure. Yeah. Yeah. Um but go ahead. No, I was just gonna say the thing that impressed me about it. At first I didn't wanna hear it because I was just like always getting information from this person. I was like, I haven't done the last three things you've told me, like why do I need to do this? But then when I saw that it could help me bring everything together, I was like, Okay and the person that developed it, he had Lyme's disease and he has short term memory loss where he literally couldn't remember what he was doing like from one hour to the next or from one day or literally one week to week or month to month. So he literally set it up to where you'll start the month like this where you've got three goals that you set for the month and then you write out three distractions you're going to avoid for that month to help you with your goals and then the focus that you would write is the same focus that you write down every single day so once you write it for the month you don't have to think about it you just flip the page and you literally copy and paste what you're writing and then if you want to form a habit you can list that there and then check it off each time you do it and then literally at the end what works for every day is every month and every week is that he reviews the uh the wins for the month and then looks at the insights gained and it's just like keeping it simple to three and the best way that he's able to do that is that literally every single day you have like a daily review that says that um two days like I'm trying to find a blank page. I don't want to put too much of my business out there. <laughs> but anyway, this isn't a blank page, but like this one's talking about like three wins that you had. Mm-hmm. And then as you write those three wins, the focus is like, it's supposed to make you focus on the positive or kind of change the way that you think. And then instead of saying like, oh, what did I do wrong? The last question it asks is like, how will you and how, how I'll improve? And you just write a little statement there. And at the end of the week, what you're able to do is that you review the previous week and and like you list five big wins. So if you write three wins for every single day out of seven days, I think that's 21. So from like 21 items, you pick the top five that you feel matter to you. And then from those five or 15 that you narrowed it down to you pick three for the month, that's like, okay. And I think people have used this to maybe like write books or kind of like recall a lot of their memories because it's like, I think he said it, like write it down, people forget paper remembers. And I was like, I started it in 2017. And I was heavy on it like every single day. And then I kind of fell off for a bit. And I felt bad about it because I was like, oh man, like how could I be so dumb? I like I let somebody else talk me into it or make fun of me for like being all like meticulous or whatnot. But I was like, you know what? I still have the planner. I've got four of these, like two I didn't really fill out all the way. So I went through and I tabbed it instead of ordering another blank one. I was like, let me just finish up the year in here. And then when the new year starts, if I need to get a new planner, I'll get a new planner and just fill it out and. Stop trying to make everything so like cookie cutter structure just like use it if I forget one day hey I forgot either go back and fill in the wins or just do the next day and keep it moving right. well, but, tomorrow. what's that
0: I'll
1: be here tomorrow nice I'll probably I think I may go ahead and order order one now so that I don't forget once the new year starts because depending on where I'm at I don't want to uh, miss out so I
0: ordered the non dated version so I could start
1: now oh nice oh they have a dated
0: version So it looks like they have a dated a non-dated so the one I ordered is non-dated
1: okay yeah that, I think that's what I've been using you just fill in the dates as you go
0: yeah they do have a dated version that was cheaper gotcha but I didn't want to because it's like 2019 2020 yeah. Hey, I don't like a
1: half-blank book, so... Right, right. No, you're, you're doing it right, because I think the way it's set up is that it's set up really for 90 days, so like three months is what the planner should fill up, but uh, it'll give you six months where you can write out a six-month, like, monthly calendar, mm-hmm. and you can kind of plan that out that by the time you get halfway through, you switch planners, and you can copy your stuff over if you want to, but it's been a handy little tool, and it's and kind of like we were talking about gratitude, remembering the things that matter and the things that work. I was like, oh yeah, let me let me dust this off. I haven't used it. And as I'm going through the date now and seeing where I kind of dropped off, it's like really this year.
0: You broke up, I didn't hear the last part.
1: Oh, um, I had a call come in for a second, but I'll, I'll call him right back. I was saying, um, like just remembering how important gratitude is, it encouraged me to go back and pick up the planner I didn't use since last year. And as I'm going in between the dates that I missed, like I'm literally seeing that this time last year I was using it. And at some point in time I can almost pay End point to the date when I fell off my routine altogether and when things just kind of went off the rails. So, as I'm doing the self assessing and actually taking the time to go back and read what I wrote, I can see, oh, this, like, I remember what happened then. Like, yeah, this the is, e- is,
0: part that is cool. kind
1: of fell apart. What's you- that?
0: I so said, what's really cool about journaling it and writing it all down is, you know, when you write a goal and you look back a year or two years later and you've achieved that goal, and if you write down like your regular goals and your wild ass goals
1: and you've achieved yeah. wild ass goals it's like so exciting right it's it's funny somebody said it to me when i first joined bu and i think i didn't get active like i joined in september or october of 2016 and i didn't really get active or jump on the calls or anything like that until um november december and like by the end of december i joined two other people that were forming an accountability group and uh, like we started talking about goals and stuff and i was like oh yeah i'm just gonna do this and i just kept like trying to put things out there so and then one day they both called me out on it. They're like, "It's like, okay, so you went to school. You seem like you're smart, and you're saying that you're going to be taking this test. Like, what's your B H A G? And it's like the big, hairy, audacious goal. I think is how they they what the Never acronym stands for. an
0: acronym, but I like
1: it. Yeah, but it's like, what's your big audacious goal? I, maybe hairy I, I made that part up. But <laughs> sorry, but um it's like, what's that thing that's going to scare you so much? And I was like, you know, I hadn't really thought of it. And then finally when I wrote it down, I was like, this is the thing that just seems impossible. And like, I kind of got fixated on that, but more so recently I was like, I put it kind of towards the back burner because I was like, the more I keep saying that, like I have to force myself to do this, like it's not going to work. But the more I, I do what I need to do to make it work and just kind of like do my part, it's like, oh, okay, like things are coming together, like unknowingly, like, like my goal was to communicate effectively with my family. And it's like every time I try, try to like force the communication to where it's like, okay, I'm gonna call every week, I'm gonna do this is like I would just make myself more and more frustrated because I was gung ho about it, but everybody else was in privy to the goal of like, oh, okay, what, what are we doing now? Like you're switching up, you're trying to be what you weren't, like I don't know you as this person. Like you almost seem like an imposter. And then I, that's where I had to be like, oh, okay, maybe I need to pump the brakes a little bit and kind of like focus on communicating with myself first and then I can learn to communicate with somebody else. I get- I mean, like, i feel like i'm doing a lot of talking that's okay it's
0: your <laughs> aren't you supposed to be the one talking well, um, I mean, is important but i drive it back to my people all the time is you have to know your why like you have to know why you're doing it uh, right. and writing it down and i can tell you especially me and elizabeth I mean, we have, I have my original why that I wrote down in 2014. Mm -hmm. She has her original why from, you know, when she started in 2015. And, I mean, staying in touch with that why, you know, on the worst days, like right now, it's, I mean, it's really pouring down rain and the sunroof in my jag is open. And I'm really upset right now, but.
1: You want to go close
0: (laughs) No, because it's really pouring down rain.
1: Oh, got you.
0: You're thinking, ah, it's just water, it'll dry, it'll be okay. <laughs> um, but, I mean, knowing your why um, keeps you going, even when you don't want to keep going. Um, right. Being grateful for everything. Um, makes it that much easier and I, be, I I personally believe in the law of attraction so you know the more good you put in the world the more good comes back so I mean all right. that goes back to gratitude
1: that sounds cool. well I won't keep you if you've got to run but this has definitely been a great conversation and I definitely would like to do this again it
0: has been I'm here you know how to get me alright thank you be careful out there
1: I will take care